You Found Rebirth, a podcast to inspire your brilliance. I'm Kate Breton, your host, and I'll guide you through stories of intuitive courage and empowered living. Today is a story, it's a little bit of a journey story, when episodes that I narrate are normally uh, smaller, but this one, this one walks you through the idea that there's a golden thread running through. That's something I talk about a lot. It is also a story about when we are currently in a time where we might feel like, oh, there's so much, like there's just so much coming up for me to handle or deal with or grow into. And as the fruition of this story reveals itself, it confirms for me this one interpretation I've heard of what many of us are living through right now. And if you're listening, I'm sure it's happening for you. That what is actually happening is there is so much light that it is pushing out the muck. And I give you a story of opening up and trusting so that you can make more space for the good. It's, it's a good one, I think. Let me know. I hope you enjoy it. Um, thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, thank you for sharing Rebirth. And if you find something here as a resource, please be sure to pass it on to another. That's how we create this light network. Stay connected at katebreton.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. I have a story for you. This is one of those, um, you know, it's a circuitous journey that comes back full circle type of story. And um, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to sharing it with you. So this is like a good driving episode or you're in the kitchen doing something episode and you can just kind of follow along and, and it's a good end of the year transitional energy episode. <laughs> um, and I, I write on Substack and the title of that is the golden thread. And it really, it's also kind of sharing with you those two ideologies coming together because this is um, something that threads through that threads through everything. And that idea of the golden thread, right? Here we go. We're, we're, we're headed off. The idea of the golden thread was a, was a line that I would give, um, you know, an authentic offering of a line when I would be working with clients in person and we would talk about their story and they would be carrying something that was heavy and then at some point would be able to pan out and see how the difficulty served. And I would often say, you know, you can't pull one thread, meaning if you pull out one thread of the tapestry of your life, the the whole thing unravels. And so you know, with time and perspective, we can continuously um, gain appreciation. And that is something I am definitely sitting within within myself as different phases have ended. And so much of us are shifting through these energies um, from 2021 to 2022. Um, I I have some very interesting perspectives on 2022 um, for the potential that is available for those of us that have the mindset that we can alchemize good, you know, it doesn't mean it removes difficulty, but that we can continue to alchemize the good. Okay, so here's my story. So a year ago, it's a little bit more than a year ago now, actually, probably a year and a half ago, um, I noticed that I needed, this is a very mundane story, okay, it's a mundane story, I noticed that I needed um, to get 
my dog's teeth cleaned not for cosmetic reasons for oh no this is not looking good situation and if you've been if you're familiar with me or have been on the you know been listening to the podcast or any of my other work you know that my dog I'm a, I'm a big dog person and um, I felt a lot of guilt because she's in my care and um, that isn't normally how my previous MO of letting, I, I am very proactive in wellness and that, that extends deeply to my precious uh, furry ones. And so I realized that when I saw that her teeth needed to be cleaned in this moment, um, what happened was actually food had gotten caught in between her front teeth. So it looked like it was black and it, I went to move it and then I realized that there was a, a deep tartar problem. But for an instantaneousness, I thought her teeth had um, decayed. And the panic of harm, but then I realized this shutting down, this like shoulder caving sensation of shame and guilt. And that's important, right? This, this shame and guilt of how did I let this happen to my beloved little pupper? So... I luckily have a fantastic vet. I go to the vet, her annual checkup, this is a year and a half ago, and they are like, yeah, you know, that she could really deal with it with the teeth cleaning. You know, it's definitely getting into the situation. And if you're not an animal person, anesthesia can be a lot, especially if your dog is older. My dog is 10. And I was very resistant to that. Um, but I'm sitting in a situation where I know I probably need to do it. I say, absolutely, we need to do this. They say, great, we'll send you... Um, an estimate. I say, no problem. They send the estimate and I'm like, whoa, not prepared to pay that. Now, if you're listening to my story, it shouldn't really matter. But my scope of possibility at that point for a lot of reasons was like, there's no way I can do this. And I decide, even though I had personal clarity that this was definitely what needed to happen when the financial, um, peace revealed with what was happening for me in my life about a year and a half ago, I was like, I just can't do it. I cannot do this. And um, I put it on pause and decided that I would be able to handle it myself. I know. It's ridiculous. So what I actively did in hindsight was, was set myself up for fast forward a year uh, to present day, like about, I don't know, maybe like two months, two or three months ago. And I'm like, okay, I really need to get this handled. And I find out that there is a um, traveling um, dental thing that you can get your dog's teeth cleaned uh, without anesthesia. And that emotionally sounds fantastic to me, okay? And they're, oh, but they're in Florida. And I was like, oh, this is like, I'm walking you through my Google search. I'm like, oh, this sounds so great. Oh, they're in Florida. Oh, they travel. Oh my goodness. They travel to the Doylestown vet that is just simply a few um, minutes away. This will be great. It'll be less expensive. She won't have to do the anesthesia, which is fantastic. So I make an appointment. I get her in. They have to do um, a visit with her. And so, uh, you know, this feels like an awesome solution. I go into the vet and it looks very fancy, very old stone, very large. And I have a horrible experience. Um, my dog, who is really a gentle soul, her tail is in between her legs, her demeanor. Now, I, I know, you know, dogs are not effusive at vets, but with our other vet that we deeply loved, we weren't wanting to switch. Um, 
they were further away. I thought maybe I needed, I needed judgment. I needed somebody closer. Maybe if I could do something that didn't have anesthesia, la, 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 la. And I'm sitting in this vet office and the stone is cold and the room is cold and the people are cold and their appraisal of my dog is cold and their alarm setting is cold and they tell me she's going to lose half of her teeth and you know kind of very judgmental and they give me an appraisal that is astronomical like astronomical and I think oh I have really really messed up I've messed up on every account that I wanted to avoid and I just recently saw um, this quote posted about the shadow side of trust the universe is denial of present reality. That is exactly where I was. I was in complete denial for the past year and a half of present reality. And my denial was growing my situation um, in all the places that I was running from and then compounding the guilt and shame because now I'm realizing, you know what? I'm going to have to pay four times the amount of the original appraisal I don't even trust the person that's giving me the appraisal. This was, this is just what I have to handle. My dog has, you know, more strife because I wasn't willing to meet the present reality and moment a year, a year and a half ago. And, um, that is also not how I have met life for more of my years. I haven't had that type of confidence shake, um, so from the parking lot of the traumatizing experience at the vet, I call my old vet and they are like, they're like calling a friend. They're like, oh, were you leaving? Like, were you leaving? And I go, no, no, I wasn't leaving. That's why I didn't want to transfer my files. And I go through the whole, most of what I've just shared with you. And they're like, yeah, just like, obviously you're going to have to come in for an evaluation, but yeah, just come. So I make an appointment for like, I think the following week, like we are moving ahead. My vet, if you're listening in the Pennsylvania area, is Penridge Animal Hospital, and they are an exquisite respite in this world. We've been going to them since we moved back, and um, again, the, only, the, the, the reason that I had looked elsewhere was I was also judging myself, um, and I'm being really honest with you, in case at the end of the year with all the things that have come up, and there's a reason I'm laboring all the, all the negative. I will get us there. It's not like, woe is me. And I'm like, you know, ripping myself apart. It's just transparency, right? Um, uh, was that they were 40 minutes away. And I was like, is this really being responsible now that I have so many other responsibilities with to my son and to different things? And maybe I'm just overextending, even though my heart feels, uh, the word I was going to use was soothed or at peace, that whatever happens at Penridge Animal Hospital is for the best interest of my animal. I have no doubt of the doctors there, their demeanor. They sit on the floor with the dogs. There's always laughter. They don't, they just kind of bring you into the family. They have a huge rescue outreach of um, rehabilitation on premises. I mean, they're just wonderful people. They're just truly wonderful people. So I go back. Okay. Okay. So what we have to hear on the table of consciousness is not being in trust of the universe, right? Denying the reality of the present moment, the, the constr constriction of guilt and shame, 
muddying up the entire situation. Okay. So I am going to the vet, this vet. Okay. I have to drop my son off at school. So it's a very early morning. I get everything together. I have everything lined up. You know, like I had made food for a family at the school. I got everything together for him. Blah, 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 blah. Everything super set up on target. Okay. You know what? I am going to meet <laughs> this is a good, I hope you're enjoying this. Okay. So I, um, logistically I drive 40 minutes to drop my son off at school. Then I have to drive another 40 minutes to, um, to the vet because of the triangulation of, of geography. And I'm driving to the vet and I was like, Ooh, you know what? Let me make sure I get to this appointment early <laughs> and then I'll go get gas. I had that thought. I park at the vet. I go to get my purse, which is not in the car. With the constriction and the early morning and the anxiety of what they were going to tell me and all of the other words that you want to put in, especially if you're, um, if you're really a dog person, I drove all morning with no purse, which means all the things that you need are not in there. I don't have time to drive home because that is 40 minutes, 40 minutes, all 40 minute chunks. And by the way, I only have about 11 miles left of gas in my tank. (laughs) And I'm standing there in this moment and I, I felt, I felt a surrender. And it reminded me, I'm going to jump you to another point in time that there was a moment in time that I was, um, Oh, this was actually a good 15, 17 years ago. And I was new. I was a spiritual freshman. And I mean that as exactly as that sounds. I was really, you know, I knew everything. I was wearing all of the appropriate adornments. And then there was a a spiritual worker. I'm not going to say who it is. Was at Kripalu. And the person I was dating at the time, we were standing in line to meet this now debunked, really, um, worker. I'll just call him a worker. And we were standing in line and I realized uh, I had to, had to leave my purse outside of the building on Kripalu's campus. And as I was getting closer to the worker, I said to the person I was dating at that time, oh my God, my purse, my purse, my purse is outside, my purse is outside. He goes, oh, you're not worried about your purse. It's your identity. It's your ego. You're afraid. You're afraid and you're, you're trying to cling to your, to, to, to who you are you know, you're who you identify with your ego, because you're going to meet somebody who will see through that. And I, I never forgot that sentence about when we are going to become into a moment that will alter us, that we may catapult backwards into safety of the known to shield us from the vulnerability of transformation. And that is the sentence that came to me when I was standing in the um, parking lot with my precious girl, Ahonui, and feeling very much like I was going to go in and be shamed for um, not taking care of her. So I walk into the vet and I'm clearly shaken. And, uh, you know, this is 2021 and everyone's a little stirred up. So I walk in and I say, you know, I'm here for an appointment. I am absolutely mortified to tell you that I've forgotten my purse. And the woman just looked at me, I'm like, 
I got everything together for my son. And it was like, as soon as I had like revealed and I live for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she looks at me, she's like, what's your name? And I pull it up and she goes, oh, you've been with us for forever. It's fine. Just make sure you pay us before the end of the day. What? She's like, it's fine. It's totally fine. Relax. It's okay. So I go over to sit in the waiting room. So much warmth and friendliness in this space. I go into the waiting room. The doctor comes in. She, like they all do, how do you pronounce your dog's name? And that's such a cool name. And then she goes, do you just always sing the Guns N' Roses song to her? Patience, right? Because Ahonuli means patience. And we're laughing. And she sits down on the floor with my dog. My dog is sitting against my leg. And on the other side, the vet other vet I had went to had put her on a metal table and said she would only examine her mouth when I left the room. This dog, this vet um, was sitting next to the, my dog on the floor, talking to me, lifting up my dog's gums, moving her head because of the energy, right? Dogs are animals are energetic. So, I mean, did Nui enjoy having her head lifted around? No, but did she recoil or retract? No, because she was met. And the vet looked at me and was like, yeah, she definitely needs to have her teeth cleaned. And, and I, you know, and I, and I kind of was bracing and she was like, I mean, she's going to be okay. And I just felt this floodgate of relief in the demeanor with which we were held. And she, you know, poked around. She goes, listen, when we do the thing, we'll do the x-rays. She's like, I don't think there will be extractions. There very well could. She's a grade three. So if anyone's listening, the or if anyone's listening, if anyone's interested, apparently like there is a gradation between one and four. And my other dog, I I I did the same kind of dental care. We never had any kind of tartar accrual like my girl does now. She is a three and on a scale of four. So it's it was not good. Okay, like it was not like Kate was being like, oh, there's a little bit. It wasn't you know gingivitis and all the stuff. And okay. Um, she goes, you know, there, there might be extractions, but I can't tell you until we get it. She's like, but I, I think she's, you know, she's like, she's going to be okay. And then I said, I feel really feel the need to tell you that like, um, oh, so we were walking out and I went up to the receptionist and I go, I already asked permission for the other receptionist. You know, I told her about the purse and she's like, oh, now you're, she's like, well, you're just going to have to leave something of value with that. And she just was joking with me. She is so exquisite in her craft. She's one of two doctors that own the place that she was laughing and, you know, putting her hand on my shoulder and, you know, you and Nui are going to be fine. It's fine. Yes. We know you're not running away. No problem. See you. See you. If you, you know, you're going to do the surgery. Okay, great. No problem. We'll see you then. So a facade of guilt and shame just cracked and fell on the floor. And I realized the only one that was preventing us from moving forward was me. I was running away from the reality of the moment and absolutely not trusting the universe. And I felt like the universe or, you know, God or source was saying, like, if you let me, I got you. Like, in the world today, so much reliance on technology and everything being so black or white. You, you, you're sitting in a space of human compassion 
for your pup. Like, come on now, Kate. Emboldened by the kindness of um, the Penridge Animal Hospital, I remembered that my federal credit union had um, <clears throat> a location close by. I think I told you I had 11 miles. I think I actually had closer to 20 miles. Let's just make be really like really honest. But you know how like sometimes 20 can like drop down real fast, and I had very low. So I was like, okay, I think that's like only like a couple miles away. So the credit union was only about two or three miles away. And I realized I didn't have any identification, but I had my phone and I could pull up my account on my phone to try to prove who I was. So even though I was relieved, I'm walking into the um, credit union um, in that place where, you know, you're relieved. So like all the stress is kind of like moving off of you. So you're not really like I wasn't super buoyant because I also needed gas to be able to pick my son up in a few hours. So I walk in and um, pick probably the worst opening line. I walk up to this um, teller who is behind plexiglass and I say, I'm, I'm a customer that you'll probably have to tell your friends about today. <laughs> I mean, horrible opening line at a bank. The woman's eyes grow very big and I tell her, um, I don't have any identification. I have my phone, blah, 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 blah. I need to get into my account. I need gas. I just start like emotionally dumping on this pure, poor um, teller. But at one point I make a comment about, you know, I just came from the vet and um, as I'm rambling incoherently, she says, did you say you just came from the vet? And although she, okay, so she said, Do you, did you say you just came from the vet? Tears just start streaming down my face. Now they're tears of relief. She says, oh, and she pushes tissues underneath the plexiglass and says, let's get you into your account. Get into my account. My cash is handed over to me. I go get a sandwich and order extra bacon so that I can give it to Nui. I go get gas. I go pick up my son. I go home. It's fine. In a world that is telling you that everything needs to be regimented and data proven, I just moved in the frequency of a whole day of kindness and compassion based on human kindness, interaction, and compassion. Because of that, I'm emboldened to uh, share out, which I don't normally do, of like, hey, you know, on Instagram and in my newsletter about my dog needing um, dental care. And I am so grateful for the financial support that I received with it. But I realized also it was another, um, the, so I, a lot of my clients, a lot of my Lomi clients have met her. Um, she was, she has been at almost all of my sessions until the, you know, except for the past couple of years. And um, she has helped a lot of people. Her presence is in, incredibly soothing. And the messages that I got back about Nui. The, the, the declaration of support was another wave from life saying, trust me, trust the goodness. Don't deny the present reality 
and trust. If you were one of the people that reached out, I want to tell you that every kind word that was shared about Nui really helped rebolster my confidence that she was going to be okay. So the day of the surgery, I take her in and in the middle of the day they call and there is no, there, there are no extractions. They, she has maintained all of her teeth. They also had to remove a mass that the first vet, the, the not so great vet in Doylestown had said was going to be absolutely another problem. It was not a problem. Um, basically what I want you to hear is everything that I feel, and I know it doesn't always work this way, but I ran because of things I was afraid of. But when I faced it, everything I was afraid of was, literally fell away. I went to pick her up. Um, this was yesterday. I went to pick her up. She responded exceptionally well to the anesthesia. And even the vet tech was like, I, we are shocked that not one tooth. And they x-rayed. I mean, they were completely thorough. Um, she said that we were, were shocked that, you know, nothing. On a grade three, there's almost always at least one extraction. And I'm, I'm sharing this with you because, you know, everything doesn't have to always go right for it to be a great story. But I just think that right now there's so much medicine in doubling down on human kindness. And that nature really is holding the space for us to remember and lean into that. To, to lean into um, facing the thing that, that you're afraid of. And in the dissipation, no matter what the outcome is, in the dissipation of the fear and the shame and the guilt, that's for myself, you know, it might not, that might not be your, your cocktail combo. Power is restored personal power. I'm so grateful to have enough space to watch what that journey was teaching me that I wanted to share it with you. And I was listening. Unfortunately, I don't know who it was. And I will add to the show notes if I've, I've asked who the woman's name is and about, you know, an energetic uh, read on what we're going on right now. And they were saying that, you know, there's actually so much light and goodness flooding right now that it is pushing to the surface that which is not that. So let me rephrase in my own words. This whole situation was pushing to the surface all of the blocks, all of the judgments, all of the unkindnesses I had placed in my own bowl, right? Just to, um, to shut out the light. And in this recording, she was also talking about like, if there seems like there's so much darkness right now, if, if you're willing to stand in your light and do the work to let it shine, can illuminate so much and honestly I attribute the light to my dog <laughs> and I am not ashamed to say that in her continuous presence of kindness and patience she was really the one holding the space for me to, to, to come back into alignment of how we normally roll how we normally see things the trust that we 
have um, lived in for so many years and made decisions from that place that all is well. So as we are um, coming towards solstice, right, on the 21st, and we honor the returning of the light, may unexpected kindness find you that will allow you the space and the sight to see how truly brilliant you are and how supported you are and that there are infinite possibilities for us. And if you are one of the ones that have been tending the light, may something of this story help buoy you in an area that you need that assistance. I truly send that prayer out to you today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to Rebirth. If you listened to this podcast and you thought, yeah, Kate, this is great. What am I supposed to do? Go to katebenton.com, click on Work With Kate, sign up for Refresh. It's a three-session, one-on-one wisdom coaching with me. Let's move those things through and get you ready to be one of the ones that's blooming in 2022.